The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by the GorillaPosition.com, and a proud part of the Roar Network. Presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network. Now in association with NDPW.com. We are sponsored by Collar and ElbowBrand.com, where you can get 10% off when using promo code JKPodcast at the checkout. And in partnership with Phoenix at FNXFit.com where you can get 15% off all your health supplements when using promo code TBTalkPod. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter by searching at TBTalkPod. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcast, CastBox, Spotify and all those other podcatchers. And now, here are your hosts, Big Joe and Carl Carafel. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, as you just heard in our intro. Uh, another week has come and gone in the world of professional wrestling here, Carl. But uh, before we get to what we want to talk about uh, when it comes to wrestling, how has your past week uh, been up there in Northern Ontario? Northern Ontario has gone to stage three when it comes to the reopening of things after this damn COVID-19 and masks are in order for the Algoma district that I am currently residing in. Um, as much as I love Florida, I'm glad I'm not living in Florida right now because it is just insane out there. But I digress and say that uh, I just haven't visited any stores. Um, mm-hmm. I would prefer not to wear a mask. Me too. And uh, if I'm going to be forced to wear a mask, I'll just uh, not go. That's it. I'll order online and uh, either have it shipped or pick it up. Uh, pick it up somewhere. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Yeah, you know, I kind of feel the same way. You know, I'm, I'm wearing one when I absolutely, absolutely need to. You know, when it comes to working my day job and places I require. But I'm just basically kind of just not going out as often. Uh, I think that's just kind of how it's going to be kind of going forward here. So it's definitely it is. Yeah. So the ever kind of changing world here, even uh, as we're kind of doing things live here now, we were initially uh, planning to, to have our friend, Mr. Rick Vickery on, but due to some extenuating circumstances, uh, we weren't able to have him. Um, I do currently as of course we're doing this live, anything can happen here. Uh, Mr. Ryan K. Bowman, we may be able to have him, uh, on here shortly. So I'm uh, kind of working on that while we're doing things on the fly here. So uh, working with Ryan to see if uh, actually maybe Carl, if you want to hop onto the book of faces and uh, shoot him the link uh, for, to get on, maybe we can see if we can get Mr. Ryan K. Bowman on and we can bump up uh, what we uh, want to talk about too. We can maybe bump that down or we can uh, just uh, talk in general before uh, we can get him here. Yeah, definitely. The uh, link has now been sent to Mr. Ryan K. Bowman of the gorillaposition.com. 
uh, amazing friend, a uh, great guy. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like affectionately, we call him Papa Bear <laughs> because he has been so amazingly influential on uh, Turnbuckle Talk and everything that has, has has come from Turnbuckle Talk, the successes that we've had. Um, you know, I and I don't want to discredit anything that we did before. Um, on, on our internet radio stuff and the amazing yeah. interviews that we've had there, but, uh, you know, kind of coming on with, uh, with, with Ryan Bowman and, uh, the gorilla position with the roar network, things have just kind of skyrocketed for us, which has been fantastic. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, he should have got that link and, uh, hopefully he'll be able to click on it and get himself in here as well. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, we can kind of go into our first, uh, topic for the day, um, yeah, I mean this is this is live TV, people. Well, <laughs> pretty much live a... internet TV, I guess yeah, you could say. Absolutely. Uh, this is this is just what happens. I mean, sometimes uh, things have to change and things have to uh, happen on the fly, but you do not stumble. You just continue on, and that's what we do. While we wait for Mister uh, Ryan Bowman here, I am going to throw out to everybody as well. Don't forget that we have an amazing promotion going on right now. Um, what we're doing is we want to build our Facebook page and uh, we need your guys's help for that. So for that, go to our Facebook page at TB talk pod and there make sure that you like it, share it out, tell all your friends. If you're a fan of this podcast and want them to see this as well, please do that for us. When we reach 500, we are going to be doing a draw for an autographed Jake the Snake Roberts photo that will be shipped to you at no cost. As well, you will be able to come in as a guest co-host on the show. The only thing I ask is that you send us a message to that Facebook page letting us know that you have shared everything out. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, our friend... Our Papa Bear, Ryan K. Hey, Bowman. we got Ryan. Ryan, how are you? I'm late as usual. What's going on? <laughs> well, we just wanted to bring you on here. But before we uh, kind of get to, to this main topic here, uh, Carl has uh, something very special to play, and then we will get to the discussion here. Uh, that was actually produced, I believe, uh, by the Grill Positions very own Mr. Michael Melkor. Some fantastic stuff there. And uh, before we uh, we were able to get you on here, Ryan, Carl, and I were just talking about you know how we became partnered up with you guys and just uh, the fantastic experience and all, all the 
you know, the springboard that it's uh, it's helped us uh, to reach new heights, uh, partner, other partnerships. Uh, but uh, the main reason why I wanted to have you on here is you do have some news regarding uh, the thegrillposition.com that uh, I wanted to give you an open platform to kind of share of what's uh, going on with the, the platform going forward. Well, um, originally, I, don't, I can't give away too much here because uh, I'm in talks with someone, but um, originally we were going to suspend operations on August 1st. Um, however, I was approached by someone who would possibly like to take over the site. So it may live on. It will live on without me and without Michael. But uh, there is the possibility that it will continue to exist. So I, although I did make the announcement earlier this week, as soon as as soon <laughs> as I said we were shutting down in August, I got a few offers. Uh, and in a lot of ways, I, I, I'm still feeling everything out. But um, I think that we have someone who uh, would be a great candidate to take it over. Um, and I think that you know, I would love to see that happen because it is kind of my baby. Um, and, and, and Mike, you know, feels the same way. We've talked about it and said, you know, we would rather it than it just go completely limp and be out there, you know, just in the, in the stratosphere without, you know, without anybody actually managing it, um, that somebody competent would be able to take it over. So, cool. um, th there is a possibility that there will still be a gorilla position.com. Um, but I will not be the one in charge of it. <laughs> Well, there you go. Uh, things can uh, can change. That's uh, uh, definitely some news that, uh, that we weren't expecting. But uh, this is breaking news, actually, because I it you is guys breaking are the first news. One to know about it, so. it. It is breaking news, and uh, but yeah, but just uh, to to kind of reminisce here, though, uh, like. Um, Carl and I were just saying before we got you on here. I mean, just it, it's just it's been fantastic to be partnering up with you guys. And one of the coolest things that that's resulted in being part of the GorillaPosition dot com, you know, working with you and uh, Mr. Melkor, getting the establishing the partnership with Rick and Jargo as well. I mean, that that has just been fantastic, and we've had the chance to work together with those guys back and forth, and it's been one of the most rewarding experiences of uh, my broadcasting career. Getting to work alongside both guys to pick their brain to 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 just to do shows with them and back and forth, uh, it's been fantastic. Yeah, I think my my biggest. Uh, I mean, obviously, when we first started it, we didn't have any idea what it was going to be like, and and we didn't realize we were going to meet so many great people who would help contribute and, and be a part of it. Um, I think that's the thing I I've taken the most out of it is the relationships that we've been able to have and the friendships that have come out of it. Um, <clears throat> you know, like Mike was telling me the other, the other day when we were talking about it, he said, you know, I didn't think three years ago when we started this thing, <laughs> I was going to end up working for Al Snow right? You know, so, right? or, or in, you know, in the same way, you know, I didn't know that I would get contacted by gorilla monsoon's daughter and we would become friends because she saw the website was named after him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously the gorilla position is named after Gorilla Monsoon, you know, and, and Valerie and I have become friends since then. And, you know, that's really kind of crazy to think about. You know, you think about all these people you grew up watching or whose family members you grew up watching and you end up everybody's just sort of came together in, in a strange little cool way, you know, and <laughs> and that's uh, that to me, the the relationships and the people are what I value the most out of it. Oh, yeah. So now. You started the gorilla position three years ago. Um, it has been going strong since. And I'm sure that the millions of people that have gone to the website uh, on a monthly basis, I'm sure you were inundated with people coming to you going, why, what's going on? What are you doing? What's happening? You know, how can we help? What needs to be done um, on your end of things? Do you feel that you have done 
what you set out to do with the gorilla position and has your vision come fully to life? I, I do. I, and that's kind of one of the reasons now, because I have other opportunities that I really can't talk about right now. Um, but that have come my way. I, I felt like, like that old gunslinger who finally puts his guns down, you know, and, and says, okay, I'm done now. I'm ready to go on to the next phase of my life. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's really, to me, it's like closure at this point, but yes, I have gotten a lot of messages and I haven't replied to all of them. It was, it was a long weekend. I'll put it that way, (laughs) trying to get back with people. And then obviously having people contact me about possibly buying the website or taking it over. And, uh, you know, there's, there's been a couple folks that reached out and that were serious about it. And so those are obviously really prolonged talks. You know, you have to get through all the logistics of how it would be done. And, and so as of right now, I mean, I feel great about the last three, almost three and a half years. And I feel great about walking away, you know, with my head up, no matter what, what comes next. I feel like, you know, I, I, uh, I did what I set out to do. Awesome, man. Well, of course, uh, from those who uh, are hearing this for the first time yes. here, we have our uh, very good friend and supporter, Don Lewis, who yep. even wishes you well in whatever you do next. So, I mean, this is, uh, I mean, this, this spans across uh, a multiverse, I guess you could possibly say, when it comes to love of professional wrestling and uh yeah it's just it's very nice to see that even people who are hearing this for the first time are are even wishing you the best of luck in uh, what's going to be coming forward now we understand you can't talk about that but i'm sure that whatever you touch is gonna turn to gold you know what i what isn't gold i don't have a studio set up like you guys i'm so jealous every time (laughs) i get on here i'm sitting here in this dark bedroom you know just talking to you guys but i uh no, and I love the fact that it just going to, uh, I guess it's been basically three years. You guys were pretty much with us from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's great to see how you guys have grown. It's great to see what Rick and Jargo have done. You know, I, I always say it, you know, we're all like a little family and we all sit together, mm-hmm. whether it was professional things that we supported each other on or personal things that we support each other on. That's that was to me, that was the heartbeat of the gorilla position.com. I've never said this out loud, but in the back of my head, I have always thought I will be successful when I have the same amount of professional wrestlers as friends in my phone that I can text on a daily basis. (laughs) That's when I will be successful. Yeah, (laughs) and that's that's what Ryan has. Too many calls from wrestlers. I I, at some (laughs) point I'm like, okay, guys, I I I need a break. You know, but (laughs) but uh, which sometimes you gotta you gotta. Watch what you wish for. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, true. Very yeah. true. <laughs> of course, you know, as news breaks, you know, everything gets uh, official uh, with any changes with the website. Of course, we'll, we'll make sure and talk about it on the podcast. Or we'll uh, make sure and make mention of it. Since we have you here, Ryan, do you mind sticking around and talking some, some professional wrestling with us? That's fine. I, I probably can't comment much on SmackDown because I, okay. I tapped out in about 20 minutes. It's okay. It's okay. I don't watch SmackDown either. Carl might, but uh, on it either. But uh, anyways, let's talk some Slammiversary, guys. Now let uh, Carl pop up the, the the graphic here. And uh, first, you know, before we kind of hit on some of kind of the highlights here, um, what did you guys think of? Uh, did you guys get get to watch Slammiversary, and what did you think of the show? I'll let you go. Am, go first. Oh, right? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Carl. No, go you ahead. go ahead first, right? 
Oh, I, I was, you know, given a, a few heads up on some things that were happening that were going to go down. Um, yep. I, I, I didn't know about EC3. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we all knew about Gallows and Anderson. Yep. Um, I, I think, to be honest with you, Impact has been down and out for a long time, um, not just because of the COVID crisis, but because, you know, there was some really bad booking. Uh, they had some problems with talent. Obviously, yep. we know about the the people who were let go because of sexual allegations and things, and they really had a black eye for most of this year. But I think they hit a home run with Slam Anniversary. I thought they did really well. What about you, Carl? I definitely, mm-hmm. I would have to agree on every sentiment that was just uh, put out there for yeah. everyone. Um, yeah, Impact Wrestling has always been one of my favorite promotions, but you're right; it's just seemed to have been like that black mark on uh you know the world of professional wrestling and unfortunately that kind of happened a little bit while ago um you know you're, yeah. you're looking you know kind of mid dixie carter type of era is kind of when all of that i mean maybe hulk hogan era that kind of came in there is when things really started to crap the bed so to speak um, and then they, they kind of mounted a little bit of a comeback and things were going good. They, you know, they had some stars that, uh, that were notable and, uh, good names with the company to help build that up. And then they were gone. And then we had like, uh, it was almost like a plethora of new names that nobody knew. So it just ended up being more of like an independent promotion that was, uh, on cable television running shows. Yep. Um, thankfully now we're kind of getting back a little bit too, Right. Anderson and Gallows there, uh, EC3. Um, if you haven't seen Slammiversary, spoiler alert, Eric Young has uh, returned yep. to Impact Wrestling as well. Eric Young was that um, that uh, former champion that came in for that world title match that happened. Um, I'm, I'm super excited to kind of see where things can kind of grow and build now from here. Now that we have back some notable names and established impact wrestling stars. Yeah. I think they got rid of some knuckleheads and brought back some, (laughs) you know, some real players. Uh, you know, to me, I'm one of the people I, I, EC3 is one of the people I'm most happy for. Uh, he obviously WWE was just a failed experiment in his career and, He's got the opportunity to really be a star in wrestling. He has incredible yeah. star power. He's got the look. He's got the rap. I mean, and I will tell you, based on personal experience, he's one of the funniest people you will ever talk to <laughs> on the air or off the air. Um, so, well, yeah, I, I just uh, haven't always agreed with some of the decisions that the current management has made uh, as far as um, Callis and Demore, But um, if they keep on this path, I think you'll definitely see a resurgence again at this point, everything's just sort of a, a cluster because we don't know when, you know, we're going to be able to have live crowds again at wrestling shows. Yeah. Uh, but I think as far as their booking and, and the talent they brought in, they, they, they're doing the right thing right now. Yeah. Talent wise, it just, it really does feel like we're headed in the right direction. We're bringing in some familiar faces, you know, the more city machine guns, which is Alex Shelley and Chris Saban. If you're unaware you know, we've got uh, we've got Moose, we've got Tommy Dreamer, we've got uh, Kylie Ray, we've got uh, Willie Mack, one of my personal favorites. Uh, we've got uh, Ken Shamrock is still around, bringing some of that nostalgia feel. Sammy Callahan, Deanna Perrazzo, we have we got Ace Austin, we got Rich Swan, Eric Young, Eddie Edwards. I mean, just it, it, it's the list kind of goes on and on here. Don't forget little Jordan Grace. Too. Little, little Jordan yeah. Grace, yeah, absolutely. One of those uh, kids. You know? I mean, still young. Yeah, She's in her early to mid twenties. 
um, and just an incredible talent. So a real they, nice, there's a lot of good things going on there now. A really nice mix of just all over the place, you know, young and upcoming talent. Some some people are fast rising in the business, some veterans, some some really true longtime veterans. We got some people that have crossed over from other genres. I mean, just it's it, it looks very promising for Impact going forward. And I got to say, because uh, we'll hint at them next here, when I put this up against the extreme rules, I'm using finger quotations, show that WWE did. I like this show a lot better, and we'll get to the reasons why I didn't like the other one so much. Because uh, we're going to lead right into that next here, guys. Let's talk WWE Extreme Rules, or the horror show that they were calling this. Um, again, did either of you guys watch this uh, whole show, or did you watch the uh, short-term version? I'm shedding a little light on the subject there. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, I really just watched clips. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of felt like I was going to be disgusted by it. I have a, yeah. a uh, friend of mine that sends me links and stuff like that and mm. things that, that he's recorded on the shows. If, if I don't feel like buying the pay-per-view, I actually still have the network. I didn't realize that until I got my bank statement this month. <laughs> I was, they're still oh taking that out oh. like 10 bucks a month, but, but I did not tune in. I had some other stuff going on and I just felt like, uh, you know, I, I just knew it was going to upset me mm-hmm. uh, based on the stuff that they were talking about. And, and the eye for an eye match and all this. It's just at some point it's just gotten really stupid. And and I think really I put that blame squarely on Bruce Pritchard. Just briefly, I mean the uh, the big one of course is that eye for an eye match. To to put it into simplest terms that maybe older fans can maybe relate to. This just it reminded me of Papa Shango and Ultimate Warrior in every, in every way and not in any kind of good way. It, it felt like a, a newer version of that. Um. Yeah, this didn't. This whole show did absolutely nothing for me. There, there, there was arguably some really good actual professional wrestling happening inside the ring, but just everything else just overshadows it. And it just, it's, uh it just, it, it uh, not very many redeemable factors in this show at all. I think the, I, the biggest thing, and I let, let Carl jump in, but yeah. and when I say that I put it squarely on Bruce Pritchard, I don't mean him directly. I mean the fact that he is kind of an enabler for Vince McMahon. Uh-huh. Every crazy idea that Vince, Bruce is well known as being a yes man. Yep. And so he finally, Vince finally has someone in power and in place that will just say yes to everything, every crazy idea he comes up with. And let's face it, the old man's losing it. Let's just be honest. It's very, very clear. Well, we've said that several times. But uh, what was, what was your your take on this uh, eye for an eye match here, Carl? I know we're kind of focusing in on that with the show. I mean, that's really obviously the thing that stands out here. Um, what did yeah. you think of this uh, debacle? I mean, the the work itself was was good. Yeah. I mean, you got two guys that that really do know how to work inside of that ring. Rey yep. Mysterio, a veteran of the business, has been okay. around for so long and knows how to work in the ring you got seth rollins as well a guy who who arguably is one of the better workers that are out there Mm -hmm. given the opportunity to showcase that um the two of them went out there and and i mean they it wasn't the best work but they did good work out there that ending was just totally ridiculous um unfortunately you could you could clearly see that it was a fake eye you could clearly notice that there was like no blood gushing out of his eye. Uh-huh. Um, it's not like like had had they maybe had some blood caplets or or something that they could have had Ray Mysterio like like pierce 
and uh, have up to his face and, 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 you know, maybe some blood coming down, you know, that might've made it a little bit more believable. Um, and now kayfabe, they're trying to say, Oh, his retina didn't detach and everything is good. And maybe, you know, we can re put this back together and his eye is going to be just fine. What the hell was the match even for then? I, 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 I have just- the, I have the actual statement that they put out, Carl. You read my mind because I actually yeah, have the screenshot from www.com. Okay, this is the, the kayfabe <laughs> deal with this. Mysterio was rushed to a local medical facility to be treated for a potential globe luxation. He even used the, the medical term, I guess. Uh, medical esper- experts were optimistic that if the optic nerve is not severed and there is not too much strain on the blood vessels and nerves that connect the eye to the rest of the head, there's a chance Mysterio can maintain his vision. Um, and then right after the match is over, we have Bailey making fun of the, the whole thing and just a completely tone deaf promo. I mean, good God. I mean, just how, how. It's so funny. Is that there are so many to wrestlers say. who I actually have say. had their eyes pop out in a match like Vader. Had yeah. Happen, I believe in Japan uh, and actually just yeah. pushed the eye back in just <laughs> and continued the match. So, I mean, it has happened before, but it's just, yeah. It's just at the point now, again, I, I the only word I keep coming back to is just stupid. It's just stupid. stupid. There's no other way to say it. Uh, John saying, uh, OMG, again, WWE slapped all the fans in the face with garbage. Uh, hot garbage, I, I believe that. that. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, is there any point in time where this would have been acceptable? Because I'm thinking no. Like even back in the 90s, I think we would looked at it and be like, this is dumb. Yeah, there was some stuff we put up with in the 90s that was ridiculous. I mean, and let's not forget about the Katie Vick thing and Uh all that stuff that happened later on. But I don't know. I think this would have, I think people would have crapped all over this 20 years ago. Like I said, you know, this is like Papa Shango and Ultimate Warrior again. You know, that's it's a great like, example, uh, by the way. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's so reminiscent of it. I mean, there wasn't as much puke this time. Uh, there was a, still a fair right. amount of puke. Um, I mean,. So I'm, I'm going to yeah. play a little devil's advocate here for a moment. Okay. Okay. So the WWE decides to do the horror show. Eye for an eye match. Let's take out the person's eye. And everybody's crapping all over this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, myself included. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, okay. Because of the way that it was done, the execution. Definitely. Now, All Elite Wrestling essentially did the same thing a few months ago with... Uh, with Mox. Uh, John Moxley. Yeah. Right? But everyone was loving it. So I, w- I want your guys' take. What made the situation with John Moxley and his eye different from this situation here? I'll, I'll feel this one first. I think it was just purely for the fact that going into it, it wasn't the whole, okay, to win this match, I'm going to remove your eye from your head. Uh, that this was, I mean, they, they basically just played it off as Mox getting temporarily blinded. It wasn't like they didn't really play it off as, okay, you know, he's permanently blind. Because, I mean, obviously that wasn't the case. You know, just I think it was on the execution and the things leading up to it, I think, uh, is the major difference between these two uh, stories here. Yeah, I would say, um, even though, let's be honest, AEW hasn't done a lot of things based in reality either lately. But at least that one, it was more reminiscent of old school angles. Like you've seen angles where Jerry Lawler got temporarily blinded or Terry Funk, I believe. You know, those, they they played the storyline out to be more realistic than using creepy special effects. I mean, 
These weren't even good special effects. No. You know, Bob Orton with the, the cast on his arm. How long did he have that thing on him? <laughs> right? But at least, the, you know, you get some entertainment factor out of this. This is just, uh, and I, just I think the, the timing is piss poor, too. Um, uh, the only thing I, th- I think that kind of worked in the segment is a- as Seth was kind of walking out, having all the, the workers and stuff kind of bang on the plexiglass, I think that that was the only kind of redeeming value I could get out of that. Is that uh, it got him some heat with the other workers? I guess I, I don't know. I'm I'm reaching at this point. I really am. How hard is it for you guys to watch these shows with that? Because I've talked to I've talked to uh, several of my friends, and they just tell me all the time, yeah. I can't watch a show without fans. It just it, the environment is so different, and so to see them try to go mm-hmm. to these extremes, I I know that's a pun because it's extreme yep. rules, but to see them try to go to all these extremes to do something different. Yep. Some of them have been a hit, but a lot of them have been a miss. And I think part of that also has to do with the fact that you don't have that visceral reaction from the crowd. Well, you know what, Ryan? That segues very nicely into our next topic. And uh, I didn't even get a format either. Right, so. right. So, um, so I'll let Carl instinct, put up the, the graphic here. And that's uh, now that uh, New Japan has successfully run a handful of shows <laughs> with fans in attendance over there in Japan, uh, is the time now for in North America to start bringing fans back into the arena. Uh, this is a difficult question. Uh, I believe that that is from a fairly recent show. We had a fair amount of people there. I believe that may have been New Japan Cup or Dominion. And it's tough to answer that question because I think there's some, there's still some real hot spots when it comes to COVID in the States. So I think in, in the U.S. it might be a little tough to execute at this point. What do you guys think? Got well, I want to throw out there first, yeah. uh, our friend Don Lewis, a uh, great supporter. Uh, he says, I can't watch it. Wrestling is all about the fans. It's definitely a so aspect. I, I kind of, I kind of agree, but I don't at the same time, uh, as somebody who actually has worked inside of the ring, um, yes, definitely. You feed off of the fans. You, you 100% you do, <laughs> but when I'm watching professional wrestling, I'm watching the actual wrestling itself. I'm not really worried about what the crowd is doing. I'm not worried about listening to the crowd. A lot of times I will actually listen to uh, silence. Like I'll, I'll mute my television and just watch the professional wrestling that's happening inside of the ring. Yep. Because that was years ago when I, when I wanted to become a professional wrestler, that's what I did because I didn't want anything else distracting me. I wanted to just focus on what was happening in the ring and be able to really see what they were doing and catch what was happening and figure out how things were being done because I wanted to be in that business. And now it's, it's the same thing. I'm, I find myself, I'll, I'll even just, I'll mute the television so that I'm just sitting there watching what's happening and not being influenced by crowd reactions. I will say I, I do like the idea of muting, uh, especially if I'm watching uh, a show where Corey Graves is doing commentary. I like hitting the old mute button. I honestly can't stand him. He was I, I, I liked him when he first started doing commentary, but I mean it's just it's uh, not so much anymore these days. But uh, when it comes to to the fans, it's it seems to be working okay in Japan. But I think um, we should play the the you know let's wait and see. Um, if we have any issues that come out of this before we kind of dive, you know, headfirst uh, into bringing fans back, because this is still relatively new doing this again. So we need to wait and see, 
you know, if we have a breakout or anything here and then, you know, then maybe we, maybe we can proceed, um, for the big arenas, fair, for big arenas. Fair, Japan has handled their coronavirus response much better than America has. Yeah, absolutely. So, when it comes to I mean, big arenas or, 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 or maybe do some shows overseas yeah. or something, but right now in, in our situation here in this country, and I'm sorry, I, I, I keep cutting you guys off cause we nope. have this delay. Okay. Um, but no, I, 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 and the other thing is the, the audience itself is very different from what I was told. And I didn't get to see the new Japan show from what I was told. They asked people not to yell, just clap. And the audience listened to that order and clapped yep. throughout the whole show. And they clapped like crazy because they made a lot of noise <laughs> from what I was told. So, yep. you know, it's, it's a very different culture there. People are, uh, I don't want to say more obedient, maybe more polite and, and able to follow rules a little better than we seem to be able to do here in North America. That's a fair statement. And when it comes to running shows, like the, I was going to say, you know, in big arenas, I mean, like Tampa Bay, you know, MSG, I mean, I think we're still quite a ways off from running those big arenas. Some smaller venues, I would say, you know, maybe some house shows, you know, maybe you can try. But, you know, I, I would suggest, you know, treading carefully in respect to this because... Who knows what could happen? Uh, we don't. We still don't know everything that we can possibly know about this virus. I mean, there could be some things that uh, this could change. The whole situation could change. We might end up right back at square one. We just there are too many unknowns at this point. I think it I do with discipline, obviously. Yeah, and, and that's something that unfortunately wrestling fans don't have a lot of. <laughs> um, so you know, if you tell them, hey, you can't come into the arena unless you have a mask on. Well, how are you going to police twenty thousand people or ten thousand people? And you're going to have the ushers go through the aisles every hour on the hour or whatever, every minute on the minute, making sure everybody has a mask on <clears throat> because you know you can't get that many wrestling fans in one place and them all follow the rules. Yeah. That's Actually, right. I do, I do want to let everyone know that this photo that we do have on the side over there, um, that is not during okay. COVID. Okay. That is pre-COVID. Um, I just wanted to grab a, a good photo of the crowd at a New Japan pro wrestling yeah. show. So I don't want that anybody thinks, oh, New Japan, this is, you know, at, during COVID, they've had this many people. <laughs> What's going on? No, 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 not at all. Yeah. This is pre-COVID-19. Dominion, they were pretty close. Um, yeah. But uh, maybe not quite that many. Uh, since we do have you on here, Ryan, I don't think that we've actually had the chance to pick the brain uh, somebody down in the U.S. when it comes to COVID, but uh, where you're at, how has it kind of been? Have people been pretty good with the social distancing and wearing the masks now, or is it still kind of a free-for-all? Just uh, how has the situation been there lately? Well, I'm, I'm in Illinois, but I'm not anywhere near Chicago, yeah. so I don't know what the situation would be like in a major city. I'm in a small town of okay. you know less than 10,000 people, but all the people that I've seen in my little town, you know, they've been kind of following the rules. There, there are some people every now and then, you know, you'll go in a place and half the people don't have masks on, but most everyone I think has been respectful about it. Um, I, I've heard stories uh, of people being chastised for wearing a mask um, because it's become very political here, unfortunately. Um, and that starts with our administration and their response to the coronavirus, mm -hmm. uh, but not getting into politics here, but, um, you have a lot of people that want to draw a line in the sand and pick sides of whether you should have to wear a mask or not have to wear a mask, which is just dumb. If you're, if you're going into a place of business and they require you to wear a shirt and shoes, they can require you to wear a mask. That's just the way it is. A, a private business, a private entity 
can make their own rules. And if you don't want to collect their goods or services or whatever you want to call it, or you want don't want to patronize the place because of that, that's your choice. But it's their choice to protect themselves and their employees. That's that's the way I see it. I feel like, you know, I I have, a, you know, a pre-existing condition myself, so I'm not going to take a chance with my health. Um, I'm not going to take a chance with my children's health that I could be a carrier and bring it home. So, you know, for the most part, uh, unless I happen to just be running in someplace by and, and accidentally forget my mask, I'm wearing my mask everywhere. And it's it's sad that it's again, it's become somewhat of a political us versus them issue in the United States, which is, I, I think, a reason why we're having the outbreak and the, and the spike in cases that, that we're having right now. Yeah. Now, the situation isn't entirely different here in Canada. It's just it's on a bit of a different scale. But, you know, we have our fair share of issues up here as well when it comes to that. But I think we're starting to make progress in the right direction. But uh, it's one of those things where if not everybody's on the same page, you know, we could end up uh, back at square one again. So hopefully we can uh, keep on that downward trend of the, the cases and we can, uh, you know, start getting back to normal. I, know I hope so, man. I'm ready for wrestling and sports. Me too, man. Me too. Come back and back to normal again. Me too. All right, so next up here we have... Well, before we take a look at our yeah. next segment, we're going to take ourselves just a quick little commercial break Perfect. to talk about one of our sponsors. As you can see down in the ticker below, read that and watch this. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand a brand founded on the aspects of wrestling two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere collar and elbow is the brand passion and love for wrestling is the drive I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. The dictionary defines hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Being a hero in life is far more than words printed on a page. It takes an unwavering code, a compass that points true north, always. And in times like these, it takes sacrifice. Hero shouldn't be a word defined by a dictionary. It's a word that should be defined by the best of us. Hero has a new definition. All right, there we go, guys. Um, a little word from Collar and Elbow. And as you saw, too, uh, the little segment with the, the Shad uh, Gaspard shirt, which, uh, by the way, is still our product of the week. I've, I've actually kept that up there for quite a while now. And uh, just a reminder that if you do go to CollarandElbowBrand.com and, and make that purchase, um, if that is the one that you're going to get, you do not need to use our offer code. It just um, buy it as you normally would. So that way, as much of the funds as possible can go uh, to the family to help them out going forward so just wanted to make and to go that. along with that color and elbow That's is so having their <clears throat> color and elbow is having their semi-annual sale happening right now where some of the products are discounted in price i believe for the rest of the week as well they are offering a 30 percent off promo code um, i will link that up in our facebook pages 
and uh, our social media pages. Um, make sure that you go and check them out. When you're at our social media, at TB Talk Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, click our link that we have up there for the website. That will let Collar and Elbow know that we have sent you. And then I will put out something for the 30% off promo code. You guys can use that and get yourself 30% off instead of the regular 10% off. There we go. I was going to say, well, I didn't mean to step in on you there, Carl, during your live read, but um, I, uh, I, I, it's just so funny seeing Al now ever, <laughs> after having to get to know him. And then, you know, Michael's always talking to him all the time, you know, and he'll tell me, well, I just talked to Al. And, I, and I, it's another one of those surreal things that's happened in the last three years where you go, oh, yeah, well, what did Al have to say today? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it's just crazy, man. It's the fact they are on a first name basis with somebody like that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty much his right-hand man now. Michael. Absolutely. He does everything that Al needs him to do. He's, and he loves him. I mean, he they cool. they have a really good relationship. And, and I know Mike is so proud to be a part of OVW, which is another one of those things I said, you know, came out of the, the gorilla position. And that's another thing that I'm very proud of. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, let's uh, hit up our listener question here. Now, this one might seem kind of a little... I don't want to say childish, but maybe a little simplistic or, or uh, kind of, well, duh type of thing. But uh, not necessarily the case because, as I mentioned uh, last week on our uh, on our listener question segment here, that you know not everybody is in our wrestling bubble. Not everybody has been a lifelong fan. There are people that are new to watching wrestling, and, and they want to gain some knowledge and maybe a little bit of insider information here. And this is definitely uh, in that vein here this week. And we're talking, what are wrestling ropes made of? And, you know, since we have somebody who has wrestled in the ring, who better to answer this question than Mr. Carl Carefill? Because, essentially, when it comes to wrestling ropes in a wrestling ring, I would say there are two main types of wrestling ropes. Would that be correct, Carl? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Um, I've really only worked with uh, one type of uh, ring rope, and that is the steel cable with um, almost like a like a, a sheathing that's over top of it. Normally, it's it's a steel cable, a black sheathing that goes over top of it, and then the different colors that you're seeing is just tape. So you could yep. you could you know take all of that tape off. You could put a different color on if you want to. Um, that's really the only one that I personally have worked with. Um, I mean, like Joe said, there there's there's different variations of them out there, but. Yep. Um, like I said, I've worked with just the steel and I find, I mean, I, I, I can't really say, but I mean, that's what I prefer the steel cable itself because it, it, it offers uh, some really good supports, uh, when you're, when you're bouncing off of them as well, mm. they, they, they can move. They're not just like rigid pieces of pipe. It's actually like cabling that they're using. And, uh, and I don't know, it just, it feels really good. It feels really yeah. good. I, I don't I don't know how how else to explain that. Yeah. Um, Not the first time it doesn't. <laughs> right. The first few times, and I will tell any fan that doesn't know this, especially with the steel cables, and there are actual rope ropes that are wrapped You're in tape. Get to that, yeah. you know, an actual rope itself. But as Carl said, the majority of feds use the steel cables. But yes. I can tell any anybody that's never ran the ring, as we used to say, and hit hit the ropes. <laughs> you know, that's part of the normal drills. Um, you will have bruises on your back the next day. And sometimes, as far as the first time I ever did it, I didn't even want to get out of bed the next day. My back hurt so bad. Yeah. So it takes it takes a little while to build up a resistance to that. 
I can share that sentiment. I've uh, done uh, the same as well a couple times actually. And yeah, the next day just being sore. And I remember um, the one time I actually, you know, took a few bumps. I mean, my like abdomen area was sore for a good couple weeks after just because I'm not conditioned to it. Now, the other type of uh, ropes that you would commonly see in WWE, and there are some other independent promotions that do this as well, they use an actual rope. And I, I believe it's um, depending on who it is. I, I believe WWE uses like a hemp like a manila style actual rope and then it's usually covered with uh, athletic tape you know whether it be red or blue or yellow or what have you and uh, yeah so that's really kind of the two main differences and from what what I've kind of heard typically is that the rope ropes actually hurt more than the uh, the traditional you know steel cable with a uh, rubber over top of them essentially so yeah, uh, Interesting. and then of course the rope ropes tend to break more as well, from what I've kind of seen. So cool. Yeah, I, I like noticed. I said, I haven't really experienced just the uh, the rope itself. Um, I've I've only really experienced the uh, steel cable, um, and I think because I've worked for for different independent promotions, a steel cable. And while it may be a little bit more expensive to purchase in the beginning, it's going to last a lot longer than actual rope itself. So it, ju- it just makes good business sense to actually buy the steel cable with a sheath over it and then wrap it in tape or, or whatever you have to do as opposed to the rope itself. So, yeah. Yeah, but that's interesting. I didn't know about the uh, the WWE and uh, like hemp rope. Uh, I, yeah. I I wasn't even aware of that. That's yeah. cool. It's either it's a it's either like a, a rope that's that's like made out of hemp, or I think they use a, some type of Manila rope. I think that might change depending on on where they are or what they're doing exactly. But uh, I know it's uh, some type of like natural fiber that they use, and they have been for quite a while. All right, guys. Well, let's uh, move on to our next segment here, our Match of the Week segment. Uh, This is another really popular segment on Turnbuckle Talk for those that are new. Um, I think I went first last week. Oh. Until I forgot about that intro. Uh, yes, match of the week segment here. Um, I think I went first here last week, but uh, I'm going to let uh, Carl go first, and I'll let Ryan uh, go second here. So for for you, Carl, what was your match of the week? Uh, for this match past of the week? week is actually coming from AEW mm. Dark. Not the actual uh, Dynamite program itself, but actually coming from AEW Dark. Um, it, it's it's going to be a little bit uh, weird for people to hear this, but uh, Luther and Serpentico mm. teaming up to take on uh, Brady Pierce and Pineapple Pete. Um, I mean, just a, a really good kind of back and forth type of matchup going on here. Just a, a really nice, good clean classic tag team match happening in here uh everyone all working really good together things just sort of came together and really meshed nicely um winners coming out of that were luther and serpentico um i have a you know kind of a little bit of a uh, soft spot for serpentico as well uh coming from our friend miss kim's ignite wrestling uh, down in Florida yep. and uh, making his way over to working with uh, all elite wrestling. So very cool to see that. Um, but yeah, like if you haven't checked it out, go and check out the latest AEW dark. Uh, it's almost 
almost seeming as though dark is is kind of almost better than dynamite uh right <laughs> now um they're they're able to put out a lot more matches on the uh on, on the platform that they're using whether it's youtube or whatever um and and just things are really good and it almost seems like a honing ground for uh for all of their skills and uh, a good way for them to test the characters with the fans and see who's going to get over and who isn't and uh, really hone in and work on 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 their craft in this type of a uh, environment, but they are not just using their l- low level stars. They're actually using like Jurassic express mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Pete Avalon and Brandon Cutler and, you know, using bigger stars that are on the program of dynamite in just like a, a lower, like a, like a, for those of you who are only WWE fans, uh, think WWE main event. Yeah. Okay. So then you've got like your, but better known people and then you've got like ones that are up and comers yep. so that's what dark is but yeah that was that was my match of the week um we kind of sprung this on you ryan uh, <laughs> i don't know if you have anything off the top of your head and i'm sure you do because you're just fantastic with that what about you what is your match of the week i think for uh sentimental reasons it would be the uh the championship match at impact anniversary because number one i i was uh there when Eddie Edwards got almost killed with a baseball bat <laughs> and uh, and talked to him not long after that when, when the accident happened with Sammy. And, you know, to see him be back on top, I, I realized that it's because Impact's kind of had to scramble to make some changes. And then also because of uh, having gotten to know Trey Miguel and getting to see him in the main event. Um, so, again, I'm going with my heart more than I am the technical side of things, I guess. Uh, but I thought that, you know, it, it really capped off to me what could be a great comeback story for impact and, and seeing those guys right there in the middle of it, uh, was, you know, was fantastic. There we go. Uh, my match of the week is coming from new Japan pro wrestling for this week. And this is actually going back a little bit because before we recorded last week, uh, dominion happened and this was actually the day before we recorded turnbuckle talk live here. So I didn't get a chance to sit down and watch that whole show. So I got to sit down and watch the whole show. And my match is coming from uh, the dominion show, new Japan pro wrestling. And, uh, we're talking the match between Shingo and show for the never open weight championship, an absolute fantastic match with Shingo, uh, a good established uh, guy there and show, which is a guy that's coming out basically out of that junior division and has really uh, been putting in the work. You just have to watch this guy in the ring. You can tell this guy has been putting in the work in the gym and in the ring and uh, looking absolutely fantastic. Going along with this, uh, this is actually a question that uh, I, I've been asked when it comes to new Japan. I think people, don't really know what this means. And we're talking the never open weight championship and the word never. um, I think a lot of people aren't aware exactly what that means. Uh, People seem to be under the impression that this means that it's not limited to like a weight division or whatever. It's never is actually an acronym and it actually stands for N for new blood E evolution V valiantly and E Eternal and the art is radical. It's actually an acronym of all those words. That's what the never stands for. So I thought I'd point that out because I think it's something that a lot of people don't know. And uh, I just learned that recently as well because I was uh, misinformed as to what that meant. So so there you go. So sharing uh, not only some uh, some opinions but some knowledge uh, when it comes to uh, some wrestling stuff here. But yeah, uh, just a great match between these two guys. So there you go, everyone. 
some words from female stars in the world of professional wrestling as you saw there at the very beginning of that and at the end of that our very good friend jazzy gaber i love that girl um she is just uh all around amazing um i have followed her on all of her social media as well and uh really developed a friendship uh with her which is uh super fantastic so um unfortunately she's over like in germany and she travels all over europe so um getting a you know contact for her uh yeah Social media is the easiest way because, yeah, that would rack up some big bills uh, texting and calling and talking with Jazzy that way. But, yeah, just just super fantastic listening to that and uh, seeing um, whether it's uh, big name stars like Jazzy or smaller name stars, um, their passion and their love that they have for the world that we are in. Uh, so next up here, I just want to cover a little bit of breaking news uh, that's been happening. Um, one that um, I want to mention here is that it looks like uh, Kyrie Sane is going to be uh, wrapping up. I believe that uh, this coming episode of, uh, of Raj will be her last date for WWE. And uh, she will likely, I would imagine, be going probably back to stardom over in Japan, uh, which will be interesting now that they're uh, um, partnered up with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, they're owned by the same company now. Uh, also, it looks like the recording for um, Raw that should be airing tonight. It looks like that, that's been delayed, I guess. Uh, maybe there's been some people that have, uh, looks like some of the people have uh, tested positive for, for COVID. So it looks like uh, the recording for that might be delayed. So we'll have to see what happens when it comes to that. So I just wanted to make mention of those two things. The Kari Singh thing is, um, <clears throat> I believe, has a lot to do with some personal issues i don't i believe she wants to go back to japan to be with her yeah. husband no is there any other breaking news that you're really seeing um i think, that's about I think the only the only other thing that i that i want to kind of put out there for breaking news for everyone is um within impact wrestling the north um has now become holding the tag team championships they have become the longest running and reigning champions within impact wrestling history Nice. So uh, a couple of guys from uh, Canada that are uh, working with Impact Wrestling are the longest reigning champions uh, within Impact Wrestling. I think that that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I love Mason Page. I think he's fantastic. I think he's got the potential to be a, a, a big star eventually whenever he goes out on his own as a singles wrestler. I think he has world champion written all over him because he's, oh, yeah. he's got the charisma and the skill in the ring. I, I agree. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, before uh, things uh, totally get uh, messy on the audio version here, let, let's do our, our showstopper segment here. Carl came up with this one on the, on the, the fly here, and I, th- I think it's uh, definitely a good one uh, to kind of uh, sink our teeth into here. And uh, we were talking, what is missing from uh, today's professional wrestling, and what can we do to make it great again? Uh, this is a fantastic uh, topic to cover. Um, since uh, you came up with this topic here, Carl, I'm going to let you go first on this. What can we do, and what's missing from uh, wrestling today to make it great again? Um. Thank you for allowing me to go first. <laughs> I, I uh, greatly appreciate that. This is something that I came up with uh, just kind of on the fly. As you had said, this is uh, actually coming from um, a different show that uh, that we kind of both, uh, both are part of. Um, yeah. And we were talking with somebody who is 
uh, not a, a, a professional wrestling uh, watcher right now, but somebody who did watch professional wrestling back in the day. So we're taking a look at like the uh, the 70s and the 80s era of professional wrestling. And uh, we kind of got into that uh, conversation a little bit there. I think one of the biggest things that's missing and or two, two things that are missing here. Um, one, kayfabe. Unfortunately, I think the internet has really damaged the world of professional wrestling and over the top gimmicks. Um, The, 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 the guy that we were talking to uh, about this, just having a conversation, a casual conversation. um, He mentioned um, a couple of different names and uh, yeah. Like, I mean, you're looking like Randy Savage, right? Over the top. You're looking ultimate warrior over the top uh george the animal steel is probably one of the biggest over the top type of characters that were out there back in that day and age and uh it it really kind of gave a little bit of a disbelief um when it came to the world of professional wrestling and i think that uh that that's you know two of the biggest things that are uh kind of killing the business and not making it great right now is uh you know, the age of the internet has really stopped the whole kayfabe from happening. And, uh, you know, back then you had uh, guys that wouldn't be seen together outside in the public. And nowadays it just seems like, you know, you're you're seeing everybody together all the time, whether they're face, whether they're heel. And then just over the top gimmicks, I think, is uh, how we can make wrestling great again. Uh, I'm going to pass this down right down to the next square there to Mr. Ryan K. Bowman. And uh, we'll have you weigh in on this. This is like Hollywood squares here, but uh, right. no, I think it's uh, spontaneity is the, the thing that is missing the most right now in wrestling. And in order to do that, you know, I've said this forever. You have to have courage and freedom. And I know that sounds hokey, but you have to have people that have the courage to go out there and be themselves. And you have to give them the freedom to go out and do that. Right now, things are so overbooked and overscripted, and, and really, the the generation that I grew up with, they were able to go out and, and do what they wanted to do, basically. I mean, obviously, they were given talking points and bullet points, and they, they I, I think that's really, I, I think the kids today have been controlled so much and put into a box so much that they, they're scared to go out there and be themselves. And as you mentioned, Macho Man was Macho Man 24-7. The warrior was the warrior 24-7. And that was a reflection of who they were in real life. I think that if we would get let people base their characters more on who they actually are than try to make them into a character, uh, we would see a lot more compelling stories in wrestling today. For me, the, the biggest thing that, that is missing from professional wrestling that could make it great again. And uh, you guys have both kind of hinted at it, and I'll uh, reiterate here, are the larger-than-life personas. I feel that that is single-handedly the biggest thing that's missing in professional wrestling today. When I first started watching professional wrestling today, I mean, I I think all the way to the top, I think Andre the Giant. Now, have you, I mean, he's physically uh, probably one of the, he's going to be probably like the largest wrestler that, that there ever was but just outside of that just the, the the persona and just the image that's portrayed i mean that that's just something that 
it's just it's so lacking and it's so hard to find in professional wrestling these days and 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 to me that just it makes it so hard to um, to really buy into what's really going on when some of these characters are so hokey and like uh, Ryan had just hinted at things are just so rigidly planned and scripted and laid out that we're probably missing out on a lot of these wrestlers really doing some special things just because they're given such a short leash on things to do. And especially in the biggest company in WWE, when uh, things are so rigidly controlled that just none of these, or I shouldn't say none, but very relatively few of these talents really get to shine. Um, and we're, we're probably missing a lot of really cool stuff here that just isn't getting to see the light of day just because the person right at the very top just squashes all of these ideas before they can ever see the light of day. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate. And I, I don't see that changing. Um, you know, at least in that company, there are some other places where things are better in that regard, but it's a whole trickle down effect. And when this stuff happens in WWE, it trickles down to everything else. And yeah, just for me, that's the big thing. The, the larger than life persona is really what, what does it. And it's, it's sorely, sorely missing. And I don't know how to really get it back. You know, I definitely see the problem, but the, the fix is a lot harder to, to come across. Definitely it is. And I think this really comes back to uh, our previous that we had talked about with uh, Kylie Ray um, or, or not Kylie Ray, but Kyrie Sane. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and her leaving and, you know, her not being used properly. Um, and, and we talked about, you know, uh, you know, there have been others like Bobby Roode as well. EC3 was another mm-hmm. one. Um, you know, like these guys could have made some really good over the top type of characters uh, had they been given the chance to really shine at what they can do. Um, I mean, not really that it was over the top, but I take a look at like beer money and, and, and like they like that was fantastic. Bobby Roode and James Storm together yeah. running beer money. It felt over the top. And it was, it worked. It was beautiful. I, I mean, I even found myself when I'm watching, I'm going beer money because it was just exuberant. And that you're right. That's something that uh, that's really missing. And, and, and as Ryan alluded to, like everything just seems very rigid and scripted and it just really kind of takes away from the fluency of uh, what professional wrestling really should be. And it teaches all of this this new generation to be afraid to fail rather than striving to succeed. They they feel like if they go out and do anything wrong, say something the wrong way, that's going to be the end of it. And, you know, sometimes you have to be, you know, you I, I always say courage and freedom. I'll go back to what I just said. You have to have the courage to fail and the freedom to succeed in this business. And, and unfortunately, um, because of the structure of, of promotions today, there aren't many places that, that the young wrestlers can come up and, and learn, you know, by making mistakes. You have to learn by making mistakes. And and I think anybody that says they, they stepped into a ring the first time and they, they knew how to take a perfect bump or they knew how to <laughs> deliver a perfect promo right off the bat, they didn't. Everybody has to fail in order to succeed. And I think there's so room, so, so little room for error now that a lot of these, you know, these younger wrestlers are just scared to fail. Yeah. You know, and 
thankfully though, there are some places, you know, like OVW that exist that um, are, are helping in this regard. Uh, and then there's, I guess, just a matter of, you know, other promotions, you know, like, especially, like I said, that one at the top, you know, need to loosen the reins a little bit and just let pe- creative people be creative. And you'd probably be surprised uh, what will come of it. But until we get over this deal of one person calling all the shots, <laughs> at least in the WWE, things are going to change in that regard. So, uh, but time will tell. And, you know, it's something that obviously, you know, if anything major happens, if WWE becomes great overnight, then we'll definitely talk about it. <laughs> but uh, of course that would, that's, be nice. that would be nice but probably extremely unrealistic at this point alright guys um, I guess before we go um, Carl is there anything else that you want to kind of touch on that maybe we've missed this week I definitely do uh, What we well we haven't really missed it but I do want to let everyone know once again as we did at the very beginning of the program <laughs> make sure that you like our Facebook page we have a contest going on right now Go and tell your friends about Turnbuckle Talk. We want to get the page up to 500 people minimum right now. As soon as we hit 500 people, we're going to be doing a draw for a Jake the Snake Roberts autographed photo that will be shipped to you directly at no cost as well. You will get the opportunity to become a co-host of the show just like you see with Mr. Ryan K. Bowman down below. Uh, it, it's a fantastic thing. I mean, uh, what better to come on and talk some professional wrestling with a couple of Canadian guys who have been doing this for a long time. Um, definitely make sure you go and share the page out. Tell your friends. All I ask is that once you have, make sure that you send us a message on our Facebook page so that I can keep a track of who has been doing this. And then once we hit that 500, I will take all of those names and I will put them into a random generator. We will share the screen like we're doing right now over there and uh, show you guys who the winner is. And then you guys are going to be getting that amazing prize pack. So yeah, there we go. That's a, that's about all that I really want to uh, mention for the rest of today, because we have, killed everything else i think we Big have joe anything else from you uh i got nothing else um but before we do go uh ryan if there's anything you want to plug or share or or, or tell everybody by all means as i said i've got some big projects coming up here in the next few months uh i just ask everybody to follow me on twitter at ryan k bowman and um and and come on my facebook page because let me tell you there is a smorgasbord of pro wrestlers <laughs> and pro athletes and really crazy characters and the the conversation is is really really good sometimes and and uh, we have a lot of fun there so i'm on facebook at ryan k bowman also all right there we go guys uh that's a good way to wrap things up for this week and we'll see you on the next one have a nice day it's me it's me it's an honor to be the beat as you can tell in the background we are out celebrating that is what we do here and hitting the marks that time and i invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows we have. You can find that all at hittingthebucks.com. Run.